Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Hey, open up your Bibles to Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 1. I'm going I'm to teach today a sermon entitled, Don't Just Sit at the Table. And this comes from a sermon series at our House of Oasis where we've been discovering the power of having a kingdom mind. Come on, how many of you know it is our portion as believers to have the mind of Christ? Every hand go up, just even if you don't agree. Like, it is the portion of us as believers to think and to have the mind of Christ. It has been instructed to us, amen? And so over the last few weeks and months, we've been going through what it means to operate with the mind of Christ. And in that context, mind and heart are, are go together, one and one, all right? So, so we just said, what does it look like to be a believer that thinks and looks and views and walks out this life with an elevated vision? Vision of the kingdom, vision of his plans, vision of seeing the supernatural come down to a natural world and intervene. How many of you believe that to be true? Seeing the signs and wonders in the Holy Spirit influence and change a city called Chicago that have so many times been plagued and been labeled as bad, as dark. But how many of you know Chicago looks bright today? So it is a call for us as believers to think and to live the way that we are called to live. So Joshua, the story of Joshua, he's a young guy that, that gets handed over the mandate to lead the people after Moses passes away. This brother's not just leading a couple hundred people. He's leading over a million people, Scripture says. Like, like he just, all of a sudden, Moses dies, you're in charge. How many of you know, if that was my case, I'm running. I'm like, I'm not leading people, <laughs> especially a million of them, right? Like, talk about a mandate. Are you awake this morning? You got you? Yes? You're like, I would lead them. Okay, I'm coming with you. <laughs> And so Joshua's handed basically the mantle of leadership. And so you can imagine what he's feeling and going through. But the Lord instructs him in his kindness and says something profound. You with me? Joshua chapter one, here we go. You ready? You ready? I'm gonna preach today. I got one more in me. Here we go. Joshua chapter one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, to all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. He's just explaining what he's gonna give them. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Amen. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Amen. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I think someone else says that in scripture too. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to, do, to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate. Everyone say meditate. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. I think the Lord's trying to tell Joshua something. Hello? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Woo! Joshua, Old Testament scripture. Go to James chapter one if you can. Flip your Bibles over to James chapter one or go to your phones. James chapter one, New Testament. 
New Testament, so we're touching all the Testaments in Jesus' name this morning. New Testaments, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Pretty, pretty, pretty pointed, clear, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law, the word of the Lord, the word of life that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Don't just sit at the table. Father, right now, Holy Spirit, in your kindness, in these few moments we have together, I just ask that you would speak, that you would move, that you would open up hearts to receive. Holy Spirit, do a new work right now in us. Holy Spirit, reveal the word of God to us. And we ask Holy Spirit for transformed minds and hearts in this place today. You're gonna heal wounds. You're gonna heal people's lives. You're gonna, you're gonna transform marriages and relationships and homes right now. You're gonna just pour out your spirit in this place. And so we thank you. We love you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. Don't just sit at the table. I, I was so blessed to be able to grow up in a home uh, where, where we had family dinners almost every night. My parents are in the ministry. And so at times they travel, but most of the times we were at home eating together. And I'm very grateful for that. And so I would play, I played all different sports in high school and in college. My brother and sister did the same. And so we would come back from practices in high school. We, we'd come back from those times of just being worn down and tired, you know, long days at school and just being fatigued. And we'd come back to the table and there would be food on the table. And I'm thankful for that. Sometimes it was really good. And sometimes I was like, mom, what is this? But this is good. Bless you, mom. I love you. But there was always food there. And I'm thankful. You know, I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I'm discouraged. I'm just worn down. You know, it would, it would do me no good to just sit at that table and stare at the food and smell it. Oh, it smells good, Mom. And just be there while everybody else digested it, took it in. The way that my body was going to recover, the way that my body was going to be helped and nourished was I had to take that food, take it out of the pan, put it on my plate, take my fork or my knife or my hand sometimes, depending on how hungry it was, don't judge me, whatever. And I would have to take that food and put it into my mouth, chew on it, digest it, and receive the nourishment from it. How many of you know that to be true? This is the same thing for the life of a believer. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. Yes, because of Jesus Christ, you are a son and daughter of the king. Just give him some praise for that this morning. Your new title, your new label is a son and a daughter of the king. Because you are a son and a daughter of the king, you are seated with him at his table. You are the special guest. You have a seat assigned, you're sitting there, and he's got a whole big farm table with a whole bunch of food on it, and it's not longer good for us to just be people that know we're saved, know we're conquered by him, know we're overwhelmed, but it's calling us to start eating the food that's on the table. I'm not gonna yell at you all day, but I might. <laughs> it is a call for us to start to take the food that is laid out before us 
and start to ingest it, take it in, and let the nourishment of heaven feed our souls. We are going to be fed with one thing or another, church. Hello? You're gonna be fed with that social media platform. You're gonna be fed with the news that you're taking in. You're gonna be fed with this or with that. The thing about it all is this. We need to be fed by the word of God more than ever before today. I heard it said recently, and I'm sorry for the camera guys. I'm moving all around. They're probably like, oh my goodness, what's he doing? I heard it said recently that there's a famine in the land. A pastor shared it with a brother of mine. and He said, there's a famine in the land. And I was like, well, yeah, there's a lot of things going on here. There's a lot of bad news, a lot of bad things happening. And he said, the famine in the land is this. Amongst the church of Jesus Christ, the love of the word. Now you might be sitting there like, I read my Bible already, pastor, this morning. Great. But I, I know to be true, whether you've been serving God for five minutes or 50 years, there is still more for us in the word of God. There's always new levels of love to receive and understand. There's always new revelation to receive and to understand. There's always, you know, you ever read the Bible and you're like, I never knew that was in there. I've read the Bible a bunch of times, front and back. I read it recently in 1 Corinthians. I said, I said, I said that wasn't in there a couple days ago. <laughs> because it's active. It's breathing. It's living. And it's speaking. And it's bringing the call for us today. The call for us today as believers is to begin to meditate on the law day and night. You wanna know the solution to the famine? Not just in the church, but in this city? We start meditating on the law day and night. And as we feast on the word of God, as we feast on what he has to say, we're gonna bring food for the rest of this city. I promise you, church. This church will be a church that is so filled with the words of heaven that this city truly, every block, every corner, every business, every place you go, every studio that you design in or create music in, it's gonna be a place where the word of God is just flown because you've been ingesting it, taking it in, and it's bringing nourishment to your body and you're gonna deliver to everybody around you. Anybody wanna have that today in this house? It's not good for us to just sit at the table there's a call for us today to be a people of the word to be people that hunger and thirst you know the hungry get fed you know the thirsty get fed there's a call for us and meditation right he says to Joshua if you meditate on my law day and night this is, this is going to work out you're going to be alright Where's that soundtrack? I'm just kidding, funny. <laughs> You're gonna be good. But here's the key, Joshua. Meditate on the law. Day and night, night and day. In the middle of the afternoon, when, you, when you're meeting with your soldiers and you're about to throw them all, like, like meet with them, but get the word in you before because it's gonna be the solution and the success for you to lead these people. It's the same word for us today. And guess what? This is crazy. Evil, evil, and I don't wanna give credit to evil because I hate doing it. Like evil's evil. Like we, he's defeated him. Satan's under his foot already. We're all good. Here's the thing though. It will bring all sorts of gimmicks of meditation into our world. It already has. The world is consumed with meditation today. Like, like, if you don't know this, just let me, for a moment, there is a really big movement, it's been around for many years, transcendental meditation. They've dumbed it down, and I don't mean dumb in a, like they've, they've shortened it down to just be TM. I typed in transcendental meditation into my notes on Google Docs, and it took it to TM. Isn't that wild? It's wild. Like, like, I was like, what is happening? It's a very popular thing. It's a very not notable thing. Like, people talk about it all the time. I'm just meditating. And here's the deal. You know what they do in that moment? They sit there 
and they empty their mind. They just empty their thoughts. They reject the negative. Now hear me, God, uh, Jesus shows us about silence and solitude. He teaches it, but in a whole different manner. And I'll get there, just stay with me, you all right? He, he says, they, the, 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 the teaching goes, just sit there and don't think about anything. You know how hard that is for a brother like me? Don't think about anything? I got two kids at home. I got, don't, I'm already thinking about something. And I'm not to knock this. This is no condemnation if you hear me. But the, the, the whole premise behind it is to become your best self. What? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Your best self is alive from the pit of hell. Self-care, self-care in the city. I like massages. I like to sit. I like to get taken. Like, I like those. Don't judge me. Don't be like, oh my gosh. No, there's a point of like taking care of your health, right? But this whole self-care and self-best self is a lie. You are not called to be your best self. Your best self, can I tell you something? When you came to Jesus, died. Because you died. So yourself died and you were raised to life by the goodness of Jesus. And so now you become a disciple of Jesus and you follow the ways of Jesus. You don't just sit in meditation and be like, help me to be my best self. I want you, Jesus, in me. Like I want the presence of God to speak to my life. And so kingdom meditation works way different. Kingdom meditation is filling our minds. You know this. Kingdom meditation is taking the word of God and dwelling on it, sitting with it. There's two different words in the, in, the, in the scriptures about meditation that are used. This one in Joshua, where he says meditate, it's the word that, 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 that is also used in Isaiah 31. Hagah, the Hebrew word hagah. And what this word means is this, it means to growl like a lion, to roar like a lion. So when he's telling Joshua, he's like, Joshua, meditate. Start speaking the word. The other word in the, the scriptures is sayak. It's very similar to Hagah, but it means this, to lovingly rehearse. You ever been in a play? I've never been. I just heard. We have to memorize lines, and you just love to memorize. I just love my lines in the play. Like, this is the same thing, lovingly rehearse or go over in one's mind. But in contrast, this can also be done either spoken out loud or silently. Two different meanings to what meditation means. It means to speak out loud and to dwell on something. So we're not called to empty our minds to become our best selves. That's what they did in the book of Judges. Everybody started dwelling on their own selves and they did what was right in their own eyes. We're called to think on Christ and meditate on his word and fill our minds with the things above, not of this earth, and we are going to watch. And so here's how this works, right? Um, I got saved at 22. Some of you know this story. I got saved at 22 years old at college. And I was being mentored by, by a man who, who, who was an incredible spiritual father. He's an elder at our church, uh, um, one of our oversight elders. And um, I got saved and I came into his office. I was so excited. Like, you know, you get saved, you're just pumped. You wanna do whatever for Jesus, right? May that never go away from us. And you know, I'm not, I'm, I just turned 35 a couple days ago. Like, but I wanna be 75 and running after this. I'm not looking at you two just... Pillars of the faith in Jesus' name. They're like, why are you looking at us? <laughs> so I walk into his office and um, I'm like, I got saved. Tell me what to do. Like, what do I do? Discipleship is crucial. If you can't be under anybody, you'll never be over anybody. Like, if, I don't care what age you are. If you're not getting sharpened, you're just becoming dull. 
there's an extra nugget for you, bless you. And so, um, um, so I, I come in and I said, I said, what do I do? He said, go to Walgreens. I said, Walgreens? He said, go to Walgreens. I was like, what's that Walgreens? Some new book, like what's happening? Um, he said, and get some three by five note cards. I said, okay. So I go to Walgreens, come back, bring him in. He's like, all right, this is what you're gonna do. What's the number one thing you're dealing with right now? What's the number one battle that you think that, that God wants to fight for you or overwhelm in you or heal in you? And so I sat there for a moment. I was like, well, I'm a college kid, I'm broke. But I was like, no, that's not it. And the Holy Spirit said, sexual healing. So I said, hey, bro, you know my story. Like, it's there. I was reckless. He's like, all right, the Lord wants to heal that. And he said, this is how you're gonna heal it. Um, do you have a Bible? And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you have the thing in the, what's the thing in the back? I always say the concord, glossary, index, concord, whatever. You know, it's got the definitions and the scripture references. I'm a pastor, praise the Lord. Um, and so he said, since you don't have that here with you, there's a really nice thing called Google. We, we have it available in a second. He said, Google scripture verses that heal my sexual sin. I Googled scripture verses that heal my sexual sin and they popped up, praise the Lord. And he said, I want you to take those scriptures and I want you to get them off the screen and I want you to write them on the card. And I said, okay. So I did that. I took them, went home, came back the next day. He said, where's your note cards? I said, they're at my bedroom. He said, go back to your house. I said, go back to my house. He said, go get the note cards. And if you know what more is, he's like, grew up in the South Side. He's just like, go get the note cards. And I'm like, yes, sir, like whatever you want. And so I go get the note cards. And he's like this, Jay, it's not just good enough for you to read them one time and set them to the side. You need to start dwelling on these things day and night, night and day. He said, you need to start speaking them. So I said, well, what does it look like? He said, take one. And as I started taking them and as I started flipping them and as I started reading them, I said, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer bound by sexual immorality. I am free and free indeed. I am set free. I am a new believer. I'm a new son. I'm a new creation. And I started declaring it. I started speaking it. Our words matter. What you speak matters. What we're speaking over this city matters. What we're speaking over our marriages matters. What you're speaking about your co-work, we go stand before God for every word we said. Hello, good news today. Like, there's forgiveness and redemption and grace, but we, what we speak really matters. And so I'm growling over this stuff like, nah, I ain't a slave to this. I ain't a slave. Did it work right away? No. But did I keep going back? Yes because I knew what the cross did for my life. I knew what the empty tomb did for my life. So if he's called me to meditate on his law day and night, and then there would be times that I would just lovingly rehearse the goodness of God. My wife is the most joy-filled person in the world. If you had the privilege to meet her, she's just like, she wakes up happy. That's an anointing. Like I'm asking for it constantly. My alarm goes off early and I'm like, I'm not, don't, don't, just please let me get to the coffee pot. But I just see my wife sometimes and she's just sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's just quiet. She said, I'm just meditating on the word that I read today. I'm just getting built up. This is the call for us. Joshua, you'll be successful and prosperous. You'll do this well. Church, CT, you will be successful and prosperous. You do, will do life well. You will reach people. You will see the kingdom of God come. You will see breakthrough. You will experience all miracles and signs and wonders. You will do it. Meditate on the law day and night. Understand who God is. Know the character of God. Know what God has given us access to. Know what God has called us to do. Know all these things because it's right there for us. Can I tell you something though? It's really hard. 
Meditating on the word is really hard. It's a lot easier to watch Netflix. It's a lot easier to scroll endlessly. Like it's just, it's easier. Um, they did a study of 120 people this year to test how long our, um, our, our, our what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Attention spans, forgive me, of our attention span. It's dropped in the last uh, two or three years from 12 seconds to eight. We're moving forward, guys. We're doing really well. Can I encourage you some more? Do you know goldfish? Their attention span, nine seconds. So this is hard. We're all sorts of distracted. We're all sorts of being viewed, looking at so many different things. Can I tell you just a little simple prayer to pray when we begin to live our lives under the word of God? Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I don't have much time, but I was, I was praying as I was writing this message on a Sunday morning early in my house, and I, I was at this point where I was like, man, this is so hard. And I was praying and meditating, and I looked up in our lamp in our living room. It looked like my son had kicked the soccer ball at it. It was just sideways. Like in a matter of seconds, I'm off course. Like, of like now I'm just thinking about the lamp. And all I'm thinking about is the lamp. And I'm like, I gotta go fix this lamp. I'm, I'm, my OCD, I'm like, I gotta go fix this lamp right now. I can't even sit here. And, like anybody else ever been there before, please, for the, for the counseling session for me that I'm having right now. Like, like, and I just said, Holy Spirit, help me. I'll fix the lamp later. I wanna just get back into the presence of God. Holy Spirit, help me. You know how many times I ask him that throughout the day? A lot. Holy Spirit, help me. I wanna know the word of God. When we know the word of God, church, we're gonna be unstoppable. We're not gonna be based off of emotions and feelings. They're great and they're from God, but when they master you, they're terrible. We're gonna be people that are rooted and established and steadfast and walking into places. Like Chris, like he's gonna walk into places with the kingdom of God in him and he's gonna be declaring the words of God. And when the word of God is spoken, can I tell you something? It breaks the yoke of slavery. It breaks sin. It breaks death. When the word of God is declared and spoken, it breaks feelings and emotions and it heals trauma and pain. That is what the word of God does. So just three things that I see here from this story and just that I'm realizing and learning and when it comes to meditating on the word of God, the first thing is this, meditating on his words heals a believer's heart and settles our minds. Heals a believer's heart and settles our mind. Just imagine this moment, Joshua's about to lead these people, these people that have been hard to lead even for Moses. They have not been kind to that brother. Hello? Like, like they've chosen their own ways. They've done their own things. But, but, but leadership isn't fair. Take that. If you're a leader, it's not fair. Just keep doing what God's called you to do. So can you imagine this, this brother? And what does God say to him? Three times. Be strong and courageous. Three times. It's not like he gave Joshua a 12-step program to how to make this thing happen. He didn't give him a business plan. <laughs> I would've been like, Lord, can I get the battle plan, the business plan, any plan? Take my words, be strong and courageous. Take my words, be strong and very courageous. Joshua, take my words and be strong and courageous. I can just imagine, now, now hear me, I just, I, just, I just imagine this, he's a human being. We think that Bible people were just superheroes. They were uh, normal people. 
that said yes to God and got filled with the Spirit of God, lived with, you guys can have the same, we all have the same access. You with me? Be strong and courageous. I can imagine Joshua going, healing to my heart. This mind that was probably racing, like, how am I gonna do this? 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 I'm never gonna do this. I'm never gonna be able to do this. I'm never, be strong and very courageous. Ah. It's like a weighted blanket. You like weighted blankets? <laughs> Y'all think I'm nuts. Like I said, I'm just your distant cousin that just showed up. I'll be back in eight. I don't know ever. <laughs> heals hearts. You might not have a past filled with sexual immorality and stuff, but you might have a past that was plagued with words from a loved one. You might have a past where it felt like everything you touched failed. You might have a past where it feels like nothing you could do was ever good enough or right. And what that builds in us is anxiety and fear and worry. And God, we say this. It's not a thing to just say in the church. It's truth. God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of peace. And so when you begin to sow the word of who God is and what he says, it begins to heal your heart. It heals wounds. It, it, like when I read the scriptures, he reveals something in me that he's like, I just want to heal this. I'm not. God never reveals anything in our lives to expose us and be like, look, look how terrible you are. The world does that. The accuser does that. God never does it. God exposes stuff and says, I want to heal it. I want to mend it. I want to put the healing balm of my presence upon it. The word of God will settle minds, heal hearts, bring life to us. It says, Joshua, if you do this, you will have life. James says, if you listen to the word and not just listen to it, but you do it, you, you ingrain it in your spirit, you will have life. I, uh, I have hand lotion in my backpack. Great transition. I don't wear gloves in the wintertime. It's, it's nothing like I'm a, no, I just, I just don't. I don't like gloves. Like I just, my wife yells at me all the time. She's like, put some gloves on. I'm like, it's fine, babe. Like whatever. And I, the problem is, is she's right. So I, I come back in from some of these cold days. <laughs> like, why are we here? Like I come back from these cold days in Chicago and my hands are all cracked. You know what I'm talking about? And you're probably like, no, we all wear gloves, Pastor. You're the only one in that boat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like my hands are cracked. They're all cut. They just, they're bleeding sometimes. I'm like, cause I'm shoveling or I'm doing different stuff. And I'm just like, this is not smart. So I go in, I, someone gave me this nice little cream and, and they said, just use this. So the first time I did it, I was like, wow. I'm bougie, I know. I was like, wow. <laughs> this is good. And I watched as the cracks in my hand were sealed up. I watched as the blood that maybe had just been coming out of my fingers for a little bit was mended and whole. I watched as my hands started to get life. That's what the word of God does to our hearts. It's a balming for our hearts. There's a whole bunch of remedies out there. There's a whole bunch of things and they're really good. Some of them are really good. But you know the ultimate thing is the word of God. The word of God heals and mends our hearts. The word of God also, it also does this for us today. It provides for us deep spiritual value. I can just imagine, be strong and courageous, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. You are called, you are equipped. You're the one that I've called. He didn't give him the plan. He didn't give him like this big, big like none of that. He gave him identity. Can I tell you something? The greatest spiritual value we can receive as people is knowing who we are in Christ. We have an identity crisis today too. 
I'm not here saying all these things, but there's people running around that are saved, delivered, have experienced the goodness of Jesus Christ, and are running around and choosing all sorts of gimmicks and things to tell them who they are. Can I tell you, the love of Jesus Christ will reveal who you are. And it'll call you to an identity of being a son and a daughter. Dead to yourself, alive in him. A disciple of him, one that follows him through thick and thin, no matter what happens, no matter what comes. The word of God will bring deep spiritual value. It might not always be tangible things. Well, if I keep saying, uh, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, but I'm sitting on my couch not putting any resumes out there, you might be in trouble. God calls us to work, hello? All the old people are like, yes. The younger people are like, what, work? It will tell you who you are and what you're called to. It will speak a life over you. It will dismiss the words of others that have been spoken over you. There's some people in here right now, I know they've, there's been a word that has just taken such a root in your heart from a loved one, maybe a parent in this room right now, and you don't know how to continue to move forward. You're hearing this, you're like, start to sow the word of God of who you are. Over the last couple of years, and I, and I shared this in the first one, so I just wanna, over the last 12 months of leading and trying to do this stuff and building a church, and you guys, COVID's been hard for everybody. Hear me, I'm not up here. I wish I could come down there and just be amongst you. Like, like COVID's hard. The things that we've experienced are hard. The, the chaos, is, it's been real. Yes, we've lost things. We've lost people and loved ones. But over the course of the last like two years, I, I've experienced deep pain of losing a friendship that was really close. Having things said about my wife and I, like, like people are people, it is what it is. But like we, you know, you, you receive that stuff, you hear that stuff. And, I, and I'm gonna be vulnerable, can I be vulnerable? I got the mic. Uh, um, <laughs> I lost my way for a moment. And I started sowing those words. And I started sowing those words. And I started sowing that fear and sowing that doubt. And I stopped sowing what God had told me and instructed me for many years. And the word of Joshua came to me. But in that moment of that, I allowed, uh, I, I, for a moment in my bedroom one night, suicide just came across my mind. That's a spirit and it's evil. God has called us to life to life. He's the author of life. He's the one that takes it and gives it. It's not, it's not in our hands. Hear me. Hear me. So if you're battling with that, we just bless you and say, look at this whole community around you, okay? And so I, I had that moment. I felt God's nearness to me, though. But he said, Jay, get back to my word. And so I went to the word. And I said, Lord, can you tell me who I am in you again? That's a good prayer to pray. Can you tell me who I am in you again? Can you tell me what you've called me to do? And he gave me a whole bunch of stuff. Can I share with you what he gave me? Are you all right? I'm gonna take this because we don't buckle in. You ready? You ready? Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is what he said to me. And the same thing he said to me is the same thing for you. This is our spiritual value that we get from meditating on the word of God. All right, you ready? <laughs> Pause. Um, you guys have the translator, the Spanish translators in the back? They couldn't keep up, so I sent them my notes in Jesus' name. Hopefully, they're like they're back there, like firing away. I'm like, I love it. Praise God. I'm sorry. I bless you all. You're doing great work in Jesus' name. <laughs> this is your portion, same as mine and yours. You are the head and not the tail. 
You are a chosen part of a chosen nation. You are a royal priest. You are a new creation. You are set apart for a mighty work. We, you have the mind of Christ, JP. You have a hope and a future. You are not promised death, but life. You are whole in Jesus' name. Hold on, we're gonna keep going. Christ, the hope of glory, Jesus lives inside of me. I'm, I have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of me. I am generous and kind. I am not condemned, but I am saved. I am a person of faith and not fear, a selfless person out of the gift of Jesus' selflessness to me, a person that can give and not wonder if he will care for me, a citizen of heaven, a person that can bring kingdom solutions to a hurting world's problems. I am a God-fearing husband who loves my bride like Christ loves the church. I am a good father, a, a loving father. I provide for my kids. I do not provoke my kids, but I lead them, guide them, and direct them in the love of Jesus Christ. I'm a person that can walk in life, a co-laborer with Jesus Christ. I have a table in the presence of my enemies. Woo! I am more than a conqueror. I know who holds my life, the author and the perfecter of faith. I am free and free indeed. Woo! I'm a son who is a part of the kingdom that will not fail. Never. Newsflash, the kingdom of God will never fail. That a heavenly father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Nah, I am not bound or captive to my emotions or thoughts or feelings or pains, but I am set free and brand new. I am a son of the king, mighty like a warrior, brave as can be. Everywhere I go, I know my God is gonna be with me. My inheritance is in him. My portion is in him. I know God has saved me and set me free. That's not emotionalism. Please hear me, I'm a passionate guy, but like, I wasn't reading it like that when I first got it. Lord, I'm broken. I'm a mess. And he said, no, son, you're a saint. He said, no, my daughter, you're a saint. You're not broken. You're just being sanctified. This is not emotional stuff. This is true kingdom reality. That our God wants to pour in deep spiritual value. And if you're in the room and you've been serving God for 70 years, he wants to pour greater riches in your life and show you more of the kingdom today than you experienced 10 years ago. He's not done. He's not done. He wants to pour out the riches of heaven. He wants to give us life. I'm almost done. Joshua, be strong and courageous. I know the battles are in front of you, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. I know the hard moments are gonna be in front of you. Be strong and courageous. You're gonna lose a lot of people. Be strong and courageous. Church, you might lose your bank account. You know what you can be? Strong and courageous. You might lose your home. You know what you can be? Strong and courageous in the Lord. Spiritual value is not doing our will. You know what it is? Knowing God and letting him work in us. What other spiritual value, what other value do we need in our lives? Amen? To know Christ and Christ crucified, right? To just know Christ and Christ crucified. Oh man, I've, I've met some of the people that are in some of the hardest places in the world and they have more spiritual fervor than I wish. I'm like, please pray for that for me. They're like, I'm fine. They shout and praise. Can we just be a church? Can we be a people that when praise and worship begins to happen, we lose our minds? Like we, we were just not like, I know Pastor Dave already said this, but we're just not like, mm, not my song today. I'm not connecting with this one. You're not here to connect with the song, you're here to connect with him. <laughs> you're not here. They're amazing. I love Daniel Felix, all you got, like, I'm blessed. I'm like, Lord. But if they hit some notes, 
they sing, I'm still like, I don't care the presence of God has been ushered in. Like, like can we be a people that just wanna go out to the presence of God and meditate on his law and know that, hey, you know what? My worship can be loud because I know how good our God is. I've sang the Psalms. I know what David has said. Shout out loud. Mariah up a loud noise to the King of Kings. This is my second close. You didn't get saved for yourself. I thank God for salvation, yeah? Oh, I should be dead. But for some reason, I'm still breathing right now. You're breathing. I don't care what your story is today. I don't care what you're trapped in today. The word of God is gonna break it off your life. I believe that. But you didn't get saved and redeemed just for you. You know why you got saved and redeemed? To go and bring the kingdom of heaven. Oh man, I heard this said recently, I have to share it. Like I've heard it said a lot, but I've heard it said recently and resonated a little, it just hit a little different. They said, you know why the world's getting dark? Isn't kingdom. What I'm dwelling on isn't kingdom. Because when I dwell and I fix my eyes upon Jesus, and when I know what Jesus says, even in the midst of all we're seeing in the natural, I know what my supernatural God says, I can walk in victory. I can walk in power. And so meditating on God's law unites God's word to kingdom living. Let me say that again, because that's a good word. We're called to go, therefore, and share the good news. Heal the sick, give sight to the blind, cast out demons. We are? Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Hello, I'm not like, don't be like, pastor, like get trained, talk to your pastors, do all that, like hear me, but like, it's our mandate. Why is Chicago the way it is? Because maybe the church isn't rising up. But the call today, the grace of God and the mercy of God today is for us to rise up and to unite what the word of God says to actually living it. I hate my job. Well, guess what? You won't hate your job. And the people around you are gonna notice that you hate your job and they're not gonna wanna talk to you. So even if you hate your job, feeling, even if you hate your job, even if it's not the best job, even if it's not your dream job with your dream salary, you know, even no matter what, you walk into that job and be like, I'm called to this place. I'm in this place because I'm the only believer in this place. And so regardless of what happens, regardless of what I've experienced, I'm gonna unite my life to the word of God and I'm gonna be a catalyst of hope in this place. I might even start a prayer meeting at 11 o'clock p.m. or a.m. in this office space. No matter what, God, I'm gonna minister the gospel of Jesus Christ because the word of God tells us to. You didn't get saved just for you. You got saved so you can tell others about the kingdom of God. Meditating on the law unites us to kingdom living. It builds in us the kingdom of God. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Can I tell you something? Joshua was strong and courageous. It became his identity. It became who he was. He was strong and very courageous. Without meditation, the truth of God will not stay with us. Thomas Watson says this. The heart is hard and the memory is slippery. Eight seconds. And without meditation, all is lost. Meditation imprints and fastens the truth in the mind. As a hammer drives a nail to the head, so meditation drives a truth to the heart. Without meditation, the word preached may increase notion, not affection. We are called to be people of affection. And when we meditate on the word of God, it hammers in the affection of God. It hammers in the affection for the love of other people. I just don't love other people. Well, you should probably pray. Love your neighbor as yourself. I think that's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
I just don't want my neighbor. They're this way or that way. They vote this way or that way. Hello? The word of God tells me to love my neighbor, to serve my neighbor, to give. You know how I caught generosity? Because heck, I, you know, it's hard. Was when I watched generosity unfold in scripture. You know how I learned about God-ordained friendships and covenant friendships? When I read about David and Jonathan and I saw their life together. I had broken friendships, broken relationships for years. can Can I be honest with you? I have some of the best friends in the world. You can too. When I read the word of God, it it revealed to me what it meant to serve the house of God. Hello? You know, 10% of the church carries the load of the church. That's not how God intended it. So if you start reading the word of God, let me give you an example. Jesus says something. He says to a whole bunch of people, hey, y'all, hey, hey, I'm gonna save you all. I'm gonna go do a cross and get just killed for you and blood poured out. I'm gonna raise the light. Don't worry, don't fear. But I didn't come to this place for y'all to serve me. I came to serve. Real quiet in here right now. Well, I just want to receive. No, get in the game. Get in the game. Participate. Don't spectate. Participate. The word of God says to serve. Now you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Guess what? They'll help you. They'll help you. They'll put you in a position to, to be successful. And even if it's not the right position, guess what? Do it with humility. Do it with joy. Do it with great grace. Do it with happiness. Woohoo! What happens when people from the world walk in here and see a whole bunch of people serving and loving one another with smiles on their face? What would they feel? The presence of God. And you know how you get there? The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God sowing into our lives, knowing who He is and who He's called us to be. The Word of God will build us to be successful and prosperous. It's the promise of Joshua. It's the promise for us today. So I want to pray. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that we would receive the love for the word of God once again. That it would not be something stale. We would not grow tired of doing good. Hello? Scripture says do not grow tired of doing good. But in the right season, you will see it. Don't, hey, you're going to be like a tree planted by the streams of living water. That everything you do, your leaves will not wither. Everything you touch will be successful. Scripture says that too. Hello? The word of God in us will pour out stuff all around us that we would never think possible. But with him, all things are possible. Everything can happen. This city can be turned upside down. This city can be transformed. All the news stations, all the outlets, all the things that are talking about it will have nothing to write about. They'll have nothing to write about except look at that city. The kingdom of God fell upon that city. Things started changing. Peace started changing. Things started happening that we can't explain. It's because the people of God meditated on the law day and night, prayed the word of God, sowed the word of God, and believed for God to do what he said he would do.